0: Hi, I'm Mark Richardson and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you Think and reflect on your business and not just do your business. What I try to do is I take different topics and themes that I think are really relevant to taking your business to the next level. And oftentimes things, while they're whirling around out there, you're not really taking the time to focus on and think about. This podcast series is supported by all the national associations, as well as professional remodeler and many of my friends at Engage and Leap and Destination Motivations and certainly Marlamar and others. Today, I want to talk about a topic as we move down to the end of the year that's really a good topic to reflect on, and that is the whole topic of Success Habits. I've actually written quite a bit about this over the years, but one of the things I see as a student of success is I see the difference between the best of the best and the good is not being so much better than each other, but it's in the habits that the best of the best have. Now, I think with a lot of people, when they think about habits, you know, you look at the definition. One thing that jumps out right away is it's an addiction. And I think for most people, some sort of addiction has got a connotation to it that's not very positive. However, when you bolt on success to habits, you actually think about there are a lot of really good, healthy habits that I think a lot of people have that you can integrate more and more of those into, I think, your game and what you do and what your people do in your business, and I think you can see a lot more success. I would even argue if you literally just follow the formula that we're gonna be talking about here shortly, the likelihood of you increasing your sales or reducing your marketing costs or being more profitable is so much better just by being able to do those things. You know, many people have over the years certainly are very familiar with New Year's resolutions. But what I was reading, about 92 percent of the time they fail and they fail not because the resolution was too. Uh, out there in terms of difficult to accomplish, you didn't develop the right habit. You didn't develop a right monitoring process. So to be able to stick to the resolution, and then you fell off the wagon and ov- obviously weren't able to succeed. So- In preparing for this, I actually jotted down 10 what I would consider success habits of what I see out there with some of the best of the best people and certainly companies that exist. And if all you do is really reflect, jot down some of your own success habits, but also don't hesitate to share certainly this podcast or this recording to other members of your team so that you can have some dialogue and discussion about not only how do their habits align with some of these, but also how can you in fact improve and take your game to the next level? The first success habit, and I think this is probably true when it comes to personal or professional activities, and that is listening. You know, listening is a skill, listening is a muscle, not just something that we oftentimes talk about. And I think listening is something that I think oftentimes we feel a little bit uncomfortable with doing too much listening, and therefore we tend to fill the void or the air or the silence with words oftentimes. And it's very difficult, I think, sometimes to listen when you're either thinking about what to say or you're talking. So I think if there's a good habit that I see of the more successful people, whether they're in sales or production or certainly leadership, it's oftentimes they have as a habit to be very intentional about their listening. Listening is very much about uh, having that right level of clarity. You know, one of the things a friend of mine, Scott Mosby, said years ago is listen to the dissident voices. I think this is especially true in remodeling sales. Oftentimes you'll have a couple and one of the members of the couple is very jazzed and excited about the Project, whereas someone else, the other member, the other partner, oftentimes is not. But are you listening as carefully to the dissident voice? What about your team, the dissident voices in the room? You can generally learn more from listening to the dissident voices than you can for the people that are just, you know, on board with what your thought process is. Number two on my list is planning. Now, we all talk about planning all the time. Matter of fact, Norman Vincent Peale said something that's so powerful that if you can follow this little quote and adage, you'll see, you know, your life dramatically change. And that is plan your work today, every day, then work your plan. It all starts with having that plan. And then you have to do that every day, not every week, every month, but every day. And once you do that every single day, about that particular day, then and only then do you launch the plan. This is very parallel to other things that we do in our life. You know, you might think making a to-do list is a plan, but that's not a plan. It's just a wish list. It's just a hope. A plan involves looking at the amount of time, looking at the importance of the activities, creating a timeline. In my book, The Art of Time Mastery, it's just one Example of how to go about creating the right kind of time and the right kind of planning uh, system for yourself to create a great plan. But I would say the best of the best, whatever methodology they use, they are focused on planning is a habit, not necessarily something that they just happen to bumble into. Number three on my list is keep in touch. Now this sounds super, super simple on a personal and a professional level. But what's happened, I think, with a lot of us, we become strangers, strangers to our past clients, strangers sometimes to family, strangers to other personal relationships. But as it relates to your business and your clients, you know, by coming a stranger, it's not good business. Keeping in touch is something that you can create as a habit and not necessarily as something when you happen to think about it, you you do. One system that I did for myself many, many years ago that resulted in millions of dollars in business was the one-a-day vitamin, the one-a-day touch point. So if every single day you make a commitment as part of your habits, just like brushing your teeth, is you're going to contact one past client, one past prospect every single day. And when you contact them, you want to reach out with love and not necessarily intentions of getting another project. You want to just let them know that you're out there and you're thinking about them. And if you create a schedule over the course of three or four months, you're going to probably contact almost every single project, every single client that you've you've gone on. And as a result of that, Cycle it out again, every six months, every 12 months, whatever that period of time is that's important, but keep in touch. Don't become strangers with your clients. Number four is knowing your numbers. You know, your numbers don't lie. You know, it's just like when we're driving a car sometimes. Imagine if the speedometer is broken or when it comes to your fuel gauge or your temperature gauge aren't properly working. You're driving along, you're flying blind. The same kind of thing happens within your business and certainly your personal life. You need to know what your numbers are. Knowing what your numbers are, looking at what are those dashboard elements. What's the speedometer? What's the fuel gauge? What's the temperature gauge in your business? And by having a system that you can be very much on top of your numbers and knowing what those are, you're going to be able to have much more clarity in terms of the decisions and how you go about approaching things. Number five is I've oftentimes thought about this, and this is certainly part of the DNA I grew up with, and that is if you give, you get. You know, a lot of people think giving is very much about being unselfish, it's about being kind. But the reality is, if you give, you get, it's also very much about taking your game to the next level. My friend, for example, when it comes to individuals within his companies, he would say, you learn it, then you do it, and then you teach it. The teaching of what you have to others is the way you take your own mastery to the next level. It's the way you become unconsciously competent about anything you do and kind of earn that fourth level of mastery that is so critical to your success. Number six is a little bit more of a perspective on the giving, but it's a little bit different. And it's how you look at it and what your mindset, uh, mindset is. It's about leads and opportunities that come into your company. I work with top gun salespeople, average salespeople, sales teams all the time. And one thing I'm oftentimes haunted by is the attitudes when it comes to how they want to qualify, how they want to think about prospects out there as being a waste of their time. What I would encourage as a success habit is change the mindset. Think about every one of those leads being good and positive to you. Not necessarily ones you're going to do business with, but good and positive to you. So break them in terms of three buckets. One is the clients that you're going to do business with, and that might be out of 10, that might be two, or that might be three. Then there's another two or three that you want to run from. You don't want the sharks to swim into your net. Your job up front when it comes to you know talking to clients is determine, are they the right client? Are they the right fit in terms of projects for you? So your job is to be the filter in that case. So you should celebrate that you found two or three of those sharks and you kept them out of the boat. Then you have a bunch in the middle. It might be four, might be be five, might be six. These are opportunities to just help somebody. And when you go out and help somebody, you're leaving an impression. And when you leave an impression, when it comes to another opportunity that they might be able to refer you to, it's going to filter your way. So if you think about every one of these as an opportunity to either do business to keep them out of doing business with you, or to be a great referral. In all cases, all these leads are positive. Number seven is be proactive. One of the success habits that I see of the best of the best is the proactive time that they spend in their day and in their week is a much, much higher percentage than the reactive time. For I I would say for you to have your act together, you need to work towards getting up to about 80%, 85% of your reactive or proactive time compared to 15% or 20% of reactive. There's always gonna be a little bit of reactive time, but you have to control your day, not necessarily your day controlling you. So take some inventory of what it is, and then go back and look at some of the key sources of it. It could be your clients, it could be your team members, it could be your family. What are the sources of the reactive time? And then focus on planning and being proactive rather than them interrupting you so you're always reacting. Number eight is focusing on improvement. You've got to invest time into yourself to take your own game to the next level. You know, we're all going to be marching along. And I think for you to move on to your next passage, your next stage in life, whatever it has to be, it's in part because you've taken your own game to the next level. What I encourage with many of the people I'm talking to, I'm coaching, is start to make more appointments with yourself. Literally look at your calendar and block out a couple times during the week to make an appointment with yourself for 30 minutes, 45 minutes or an hour, whatever it happens to be couple times a week that you want to do something to improve. It could be improving on your time management. It could be improving on taking inventory. It could be improving on your speaking skills. It doesn't matter what it is. What matters is that you're making appointments and you're treating yourself yourself with the same degree of reverence that you do others. And I think when you do that, you're going to find you're not going to only get kind of addicted to make appointments with yourself, you're going to enjoy the fact that you can move to the next level and still fit all this in. Number nine, number nine on my success habits is burn your bridges. The reality is there's all sorts of things in life that we fall off the wagon when it comes to habits and and successful resolutions that we try to make. One way to stick to it is get out there and tell more people about what you want to change, what you want to improve upon. And what you will do is create uh, kind of a board of directors, so to speak, or an advisory group of people that really care about you that will try to keep you on track. But by burning your bridges and getting out there and not keeping what you're trying to improve upon and take your business to the next level, a secret, you're going to find, I think, that's going to help you not only achieve it, but I would say the best of the best out there are not out there with a lot of ego. They're letting people know what they want to try to achieve in large part because they're burning the bridges because now they have the pressure, if not anything else, for their own pride of accomplishing And having that fortitude to be able to do that. And number 10 is focused on action. You know, there's so much that's been written about uh, falling short and how things that you don't act upon are kind of just dreams and ideas. You know, the real, I think, success and the most successful people out there, they act. Matter of fact, I remember being at a cocktail party about 20 years ago and I had someone come up to me. He said, Mark, you know, you and certainly your business, you're making it happen. And I said, "Okay, well, that's a nice compliment. Thank you very much. And he said, no, what I mean is you're making it happen. And then he went on to say, you know, people fall into three categories. There's those po- folks that kind of wonder what happened and life goes on and they're wondering kind of what happened around them, almost like the weather or the wind passing through. There's the people that that um, watch it happen. They see and they understand it, but they don't have, I think, that umph to get out there and act on it. And then there's a smaller percentage that get out there and make it happen. And I think my last habit, my certainly last focus on this podcast is you're in an opportunity now that your success really is a choice. And I would strongly, strongly encourage you just to get out there and make it happen. The more you're acting and the more you're focusing on things, the less you're finding is the stress and the clouds and all the other negative things that kind of hold you back. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this particular podcast series and also. Don't hesitate to pass this along if you feel that someone else can be helped from this. And I want to thank all of my supporters and all my listeners and really, really excited about, you know, having more success, seeing you with more success, but also developing those habits that really make it sustainable as well. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Remodeling Mastery Podcast by Mark G. Richardson, supported by Professional Remodeler Magazine, Engage, Leap, Marlomar, and Destination Motivation. Check out our earlier podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.